what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Foot Candle Film Festival. This year's festival will be held September 27th through the 29th in Hickory, North Carolina. Learn more by visiting footcandlefilmfestival.com. Welcome to Street Circle Drive, the Hickory Citric podcast here on TheMesh.tv. Glad you've joined us today. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey, Mary Margaret. Hi. Hi. Hello, Mary Margaret. I'm oh. trying to get your intro voice. Yes. Welcome to Street Welcome Circle to Drive. The Mesh. Yes. Well, sexy podcast. you know, somebody's got to do it. It's when not, you got the screen in front of your microphone, guys. it just, you know, it just it's adds so I don't to the... spit on it. Yes, right. there you go. But, your peace. Yes. <laughs> Somebody has to be the inviting, intriguing one here. Can't leave it to you Nailed guys it. to leave Nailed it to you, it. Jokers. At least it's not TV. This is true. This is true. We have all found our calling on the microphone. Well, it is a lovely hot day outside. Wrapping up the end of June here. You've you've almost made it to the hottest part of the summer. Congratulations. And we passed the other part in May. So. I know. So, um, hope you guys have been doing well, but we have the perfect summer episode today. I think so. No, I think so. I think so. I know so. Who was that chiming in? That was our special guest for the day. It is Tracy Hall, the newly crowned executive director of the Catawba Science Center. Yeah. Although she is not new to the area, just... Just switching roles a little bit. Well, not new to the mesh. That's right. That's right. Some of you may remember her from Education Matters, another show over on the mesh, but uh, since has moved on to some new adventures, and we can't wait to hear about what's going on at the Science Center. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're back. Glad you're back. Um, You've been in... In office. I was about to say in office. Yes. Like, Congratulations on your term. <laughs> on your vote in. Yeah. Um, you have been in this position since April? April 1st. April yes. 1st. So how's it going? It is going great. Um, it's a great time of year at the Science Center. We have our summer fun science camps going on. We have one of our most popular featured exhibits called Flutterby, where we have 42 species of butterflies live um, in our courtyard area, it's all netted, so you can come in, and there's lots of plants, and um, you get a little nectar on your finger, and the butterflies land on you. And it's a fantastic. See, it's it's event. just wonderful. Kids love it. People of all age love love it, and um, we have lots of visitors because of it. So we, we've got a lot of great things going on. Lots of, lots of stuff happening over there. Yes. Now, um, I know the guys have some questions as well, but I did want to touch on. Um, what tell us the why the position uh, spoke to you? Why did you want this position, and and how did it come about? Well, so I did work at the science center years ago when I very first moved to Hickory. It was my first job here. Um, I was the director of development and marketing and worked with our science center guild to do the Italian dinner, which is in its thirty third year now. Uh, we I, I was able to do a lot of the marketing and membership drives and all that sort of thing, and, and loved working at the Science Center. I left the Science Center because the superintendent of Hickory Public Schools, Dr. Vandette, needed a public information officer and kind of wooed me over (laughs) to the school system. And then from there, um, I I transitioned into a role where I worked for all 
three school systems in our area at Catawba Valley Community College uh, doing Education Matters. What's so wonderful about the Science Center is it's kind of the front end of the pipeline. And so in my, in my previous role, my job was to connect kids to careers and businesses in our area. Um, we did a big focus on science careers because we've got a lot of manufacturing. Um, science, technology, engineering, math is evident in, in many aspects of business, whatever type of business you have. And so the Science Center, when this position came available, um, I thought I've, I've done what I've done um, with Education Matters. Um, I was kind of in a, in a place where I wasn't sure if it was going to grow, and this would give me an opportunity to kind of be at the front end of the, pi the pipeline, um, the career pipeline, to get kids interested in science in a fun, um, hands-on, uh, informal way. Absolutely. So, uh, Tracy, just... Um I know you guys have different traveling exhibits that, that come through the Science Center all the time. And I know the, the, the Flutter by, correct, is, yes. is there right now. Um, what's, what, what's coming up? What's, what should we be looking forward to? Well, gosh, all right. So the summer is just jam-packed full. Um, we're, in addition to doing exhibits, we also are doing some special programming that hasn't been done before. Um, there is one thing that we're working on um, right now. We're working on a grant with the Corning Foundation. Um, hopefully we're going to hear soon, but we want to create a slime zone in the inventors workshop where we could do uh, programming with engineers from Corning. Corning participated in the extreme STEM tours that I did in my previous job, and um, on those tours they would make polymers with students, they would um, make slime. Um, it's just a perfect marriage, and that area is kind of boring right now, not, not utilized, um, so we're looking at doing something with that area. We um, have a program called Parrot Pals. Um, I don't know if, if you all are familiar with Kiki's Legacy. We have a parrot rescue on Tate mm -hmm. Boulevard in our area. It's not open to the public, but there's a great need for people to adopt parrots. Um, they have a really long life, and, and people just aren't aware. They're beautiful birds, but they take a lot of work. So um, three times during the summer, we've got um, Courtney Gates and Rhonda Queen coming to uh, present and, and showcase these birds, so live demonstrations, um, talking about what the care t is in, that's involved, and um, it, parrots just tie in beautifully with summer anyway. Um, we, we've had our first one, and we had a huge crowd. There's probably about 100 people gathered around <laughs> that came specifically that day, so bringing in special programs I think is really important. Um, we do have an exhibit area called Raceways that uh, at the end of August, beginning of September, will change over to uh, Velocity. It's Velo-City, but Velocity, where it will have an industrial look, but similar kinds of science hands-on um, applications. We um, have, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of BattleBots. Yes. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of yes. BattleBots? Have you ever Absolutely. watched that on TV? So we've got a competition August 16th and 17th that will happen right here in Hickory um, cool. at the Science Center. U.S. Connect is our big sponsor for that. And um, people are coming from all over the country. We've got, I'm not sure the exact number of teams, um, but it's in the high, high 20s, I believe. But I know that there's um, teams coming from all over the 
Eastern Seaboard, and then also there is a team from California. Very and cool. And so people will be there competing, but then it will also be open to the public uh, to be able to come in and watch that competition. So we, we hope that we'll get a great turnout for that. For that sure. is awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It That's sounds really like cool. it's uh, got, yes, a, got yes. a full calendar. And I know you guys have you know all kinds of summer camps and all that stuff coming for the coming up for kids. Is um, it, it, how, how is that going on right now? That too? is going on right now. Um, we still have. Beyond this week, we still have eight more weeks. There's a, a total of 11 weeks uh, that we have, and uh, it's it's well attended. We have um, programs from preschool age all the way through rising ninth graders. Um, the rising ninth graders go out and do kind of some adventures. We I know that um, the older group just went out and did a water quality testing and they went out on a boat on Lake Hickory and had a really, really great experience with that. So, um, yeah, our, our science program and, and what you get for the, the, the value of what it costs is incredible. I know my children participated in the science center camps growing up and Same they, here. and they told me that, um, when there were those end of course tests, um, in fifth grade or, you know, whatever the grade levels were that they had heard the science words, they had dissected cow's eyes and sharks mm-hmm. and, um, they had done so many things that they were, um, really aware of, of the scientific words and, and what they really meant because they'd had those hands-on experiences. So, and having that buffer, you know, in, when, when kids are immersed in science, you know, they might not get any sort of, you know, science, it, basically anything throughout the summer or continuing learning throughout the mm-hmm. summer. So I'm sure it's, you know, so, super important for those kids to have some sort of buffer zone. And, right. Well, and, summer loss is a real thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, when, when students go through that summer loss of, that's why you always encourage reading and, you know, I always try with my kids at least to do some sort of enriching camp or something along that line because mm-hmm. it is. That's a real – it is a real issue. That's why some of the um, school systems in North Carolina know have gone to the year-round schedule because then you're chopping it up a little right, bit more and right. trying to well, help them Well, and schools that. are facing such – uh, deficits and, and cuts in their budget mm-hmm. that even in science classes, it's expensive to do those kinds Absolutely. of experiments and do those hands-on applications. So, you know, often, um, you know, they're using textbooks or, you know, multimedia to, to learn about things, but may not get some of the experiences that we can provide at the science center. Well, that actually brings up a good point. Cause I was going to ask, it's kind of a two part question. Okay. Tell us about membership. And, okay. and what somebody could expect for what they're paying. Right. What are they going to get? Okay. But then tell us a little bit more about why people should become members. Okay, absolutely. So um, membership gets you in anytime year-round. Um, you know, you pay the one fee. Right now it's $75 for a family. Um, at $100 it's... Um, we call it a patron level where it's a family plus one. So if you have a babysitter mm-hmm. or a grandparent or somebody that you wanted to come, it's unlimited access. And to that's the for a year. Center. And that's for a year. Mm-hmm. You also get discounts um, on uh, special programs like our camp programs, uh, special classes that we have. We have trips that we do that are even out of the area with okay. Bruce Bierbauer. Um, you get discounts on all of those things. We have partners with uh, Delishy, Pelican, Groucho's. We're just bringing Atlanta Bread on. Um, so that you, with your membership card, you can actually go to these places and get discounts locally. Nice. And we're hoping to even grow that further. We um, One of the great aspects is that if you're a member of the Science Center, you're part of Aztec, uh, which is the Association for um, 
Let's see, yeah, Aztec. It's uh, Science Technology Centers. And so you can go to other science centers in other areas at no cost. Mm. Um, there is something that with local science centers, we've got Discovery Place. When you're in a 90-mile proximity, they can choose whether they want to honor that or not they, because they're worried that people might get a, a cheaper science center membership at one place so that they can come to the one that they live close to. But um, we're getting ready to go to uh, Colorado this week, and um, I'm already looking to see if there's a science center in Denver that we can visit while I'm there. Absolutely. And um, some of the places are even in other countries. So it really gives you access when you're traveling and when you're um, going other places. So That's very cool. So why is this important in this community? Why is this something that people should do, not just – because it's a fun activity to do, but right, right. what are what are some some key points of why your family should be engaged in something? Well, like sure, this? Well, you know, I think we're now in a society where we're in front of a TV or we're in front of technology um, for long periods of time. Um, you know, having uh, let's get out as a family and go experience things. And again, everything at the science center is hands on, um, great programming, exhibits. Um, you can learn, you can interact with your family and your children. Um, I, I just think it's a great experience. When you walk through and you see people e- experiencing these things together, it's just really meaningful and um, really important, I think. And and it's not just the, the proper building there. We've got the aquarium and the planetarium, which right. are all a part of it. So, right. Absolutely. you know, when it comes to discounts or coming in for admission and stuff, you get to go to the aquarium things with it, too. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. a huge hit. Um, we also, when you're at the salt block, you are also at the Hickory Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we would love for anyone that's coming to visit the Science Center to also go visit the Hickory Museum of Art. We've got the Coral Society, the Western Piedmont Symphony. Um, we've got partners there that we're yeah. all working together um, with the Salt Block Foundation and the United Arts Council, uh, Patrick Beaver Library. That's what the Salt Block stands for, is science, arts, literature together. And so what a great place to go to experience all kinds of really wonderful things. Absolutely. We've talked so much about the, sci- uh, the Salt Block in itself and how important it is to this community. McNally, quick question. What is your favorite thing to do at the Science Center? Well, I have to mesh all the aquarium, especially any of the the water exhibits. That, yes. You know, and I've got kids right in the wheelhouse, but I take advantage of it too. So yeah. it's it's going in there and looking at the the sharks and the stingrays and the turtles and the hermit crabs and all those wonderful things. I mean, any of that hands on. I mean, the kids just love it, and Absolutely. then I get to blame the kids, but I love it too. <laughs> well, you know what I love, but I I love, but I don't love is. Um, when you first get in the science center, the animal room to your right, that is, <laughs> you know, all those pelts. Yes, yeah. exactly. But then there's the big turtle in there. Yep. I yep. remember his name. Yep. Seymour and Pedro. Yes. <laughs> They're awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. I could watch those turtles for hours. Um, and I love it when they have food in there, that, that like the lettuce and stuff, and they sit there and eat, and they got these yes. big mouths. Anyway, and there's a giant moose on the wall. There certainly is. There is. Yeah. yeah. And we moose, got a little moose thing? in studio. Say, moose, you, could, you could sponsor the moose. Speaking of moose, what's your favorite thing about the Science Center That's moose? That's a great segue there, Mary Thank, Margaret. Yeah, I was I'm, trying. I'm so proud of you for that. Um, I like the uh, the planetarium. 
I like the uh, the rock and roll laser events you guys have there. Those are really cool. Um, I've seen Pink Floyd there a couple times. Not the Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd recordings with the with the Planetarium. I think that's that's fantastic. It's a, a different crowd out there. I'm that's sure that's typically a sellout show, right? right? At the Planetarium, we call those our after dark events. After yeah, dark events. After dark. I'm Something for every age group. That, over that's there. right. Exactly right. Is, uh, is are any of those coming up soon? Um, actually, we we just had one, but I there will it. there will be another one coming. Um, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 oh, landing cool. on Very July cool. 20th. That wasn't something I mentioned, um, but we're going to do um, a Pink Floyd show, Dark Side of the Moon, um, either the night before or, or two nights before, somewhere right in the in the range of that. That's great. Um, as part of as part of that celebration. That's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Find out all, all about that stuff right. on the website. Another I'm little sure. a little thing to to be aware of is. Um, I loved the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. And I think a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen is coming to Charlotte with Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. Um, the tickets are quite expensive. Um, very, very expensive, actually. And so I, I asked around, is there a Queen laser light show that we could show for maybe people who couldn't get tickets to the actual concert? And we are getting a Queen show. Um, it should arrive Sometime mid-July, we'll have to test it out, make sure it works. But either the end of July, beginning of August, um, there will be a Queen show. Nice. Bravo. Nice. That is yes. awesome. We'll keep yeah. us posted, and we'll, we'll advertise it we'll here. We'll put that out for there, yeah. For sure. So I think this is an important question, something that has to be addressed. What does the Science Center need? What is What is, you know, we always tell people, oh, go to the website or go, you know, become a member, volunteer, that stuff. Um, at any of the locations, but what is what's the science center in need? It's a nonprofit. It is a nonprofit, right? exactly. So we, we do need volunteers. We mm-hmm. want to increase our memberships. We want school programming to be scheduled and our schools to come. Um, one of the things at the science center. Uh, We've always had permanent exhibits and featured exhibits. So a featured exhibit is an exhibit that comes every three months and changes out, and we get sponsors for that. It's very, very expensive to get featured exhibits. Is that like the butterflies? That would be like butterflies. The dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. That was a huge one. Yes. Um, American Adventure. There, yes. There's been different ones, you know, that, because that changes all of the time. So there's always something new at the Science Center. The expense for those is great. They can range, you know, kind of a low-end one could be $40,000 for three months, or it can go up well over $100,000 for an exhibit. And like a dinosaurs or some of those bigger ones are are in that high range. And that's a lot of fundraising that needs to be done. So one thing with being new in this position... um, Excited to come back to the Science Center. I noticed that a lot of the areas that are the permanent exhibits haven't changed in recent years. And so um, we're kind of taking a focus on looking at all the different areas, um, doing some new cool projects. Um, We've got a solar tree project that we're going to be working on. Um, I've got an artist, uh, Jeff Kiefer with CVCC, is going to be doing the sculpture, and we're bringing people in maybe from the other CVCC programs that, you know, have a little connection there. Yes, Um, you do. So that's something that's going to... be something that would be outside we are looking to refurbish the inventors workshop um, update gross labs Um, there's another year of our contract with gross labs with all of our sponsors but i'd like to keep a health um, related exhibit in that area but maybe feature feature nutrition and wellness because i think people are really interested in right 
in that right now. Um, you know, there's always talk of, you know, what's the secret, the magic, uh, you know, pill to take to, to lose weight. And if we could just help people understand better nutrition and, and understand. Yeah. McNally, would you like to help with that? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a model of fitness and, uh, Sveltness here in studio, so you're welcome. Yes. Yeah, there you, so there you go. Right, and so and then even the aquarium and the planetarium, which the aquarium is our show supper, no question. Yeah. Um, I would like to expand that area, but the tanks that are in there are 12 years old. Um, they're all you know becoming outdated. We definitely need to start refurbishing some of that, but I'd also like to grow that area. And so um, we're working with uh, Davidson Community College. Um, they've got an exhibit in an, aqua- uh, an aquarist program. Hmm. And so um, they've already spoken with them, and they're going to come in maybe do an assessment of stages that we can follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the planetarium um, is fantastic. We've just had the C3 done. We've, kind of, we're, we're, we've been working on the infrastructure. But the big, the big thing coming is our projector. Um, the projector is outdated, the software, the computers that run it are outdated. And so we're looking at that. That's going to be a big project. Um, can you, can you guys even guess what, what a projector and a science center might cost? I don't I even want to, I don't want to guess. I know. Our friends from Rigid AV might, uh, back there might be able to help they, you. They're giving me a thumbs up. They know. Do you guys want to contribute? Because <laughs> I need you. I need everybody. They know exactly how much. They know a guy costs. at least. They know a guy. Yeah. Yes. How much you got? So we're looking at the range of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the projector. I'm sorry, for the not to rebuild the whole building, no, right? Just, Did you, just, you just say three hundred fifty thousand dollars for the projector? That's a lot of Italian dinners. That's a lot of Italian dinners. That's a lot so. of fish tank touches. Yes, and so yeah, but things get outdated. I mean, yeah. you can't yeah. you can't help that. And even the companies that um, that supported our uh, our aquarium tanks and all of the the infrastructure behind the aquarium are no longer in business same with the projector the company that we get the bulbs from and that we got the projector from no longer in business so you know it's not something that we can still band-aid because you can't even get the parts that you need um so we really have to take a look at that in the upcoming years and or really in the upcoming year it's going to be a big focus um one of the ways that that i'm hoping to do that is again focusing on our permanent areas in this next year and um, maybe doing some partnerships. Um, I'm going to work with the uh, Hickory Aviation Museum. Which um, we love, by the way. Love, I, well, I love them too. Um, I was so, so lucky to get a call that they have a drone. Now, when I say drone, does, does anyone have an idea of what I might be talking about? I know what a drone is. It's yes. going to start. It's going to start delivering our packages. No, so they're the future of flight, according to the folks at the Hickory Aviation Museum, is unmanned flights, and so we they have a Boeing Hummingbird uh, A one sixty drone. It's um, huge. And it can't be outside, so they can't have it be a part of their exhibit. So they've approached me to see if we would be willing to partner with them and host an exhibit in our Carpenter Hall, which is our large space that we have our typically our um, the featured exhibits that change over. And so we're looking at doing the, the future of flight because people think drone, 
the small aerial cameras, yep. delivering packages, but this is something on a larger scale. So this and is like is, a plane. It is, is like a like a helicopter is what it looks like, but it, it would be unmanned. Uh, so nope. this nope. Boeing created this for the military. Nope for <laughs> Big no for me. Not yeah. getting in something that doesn't have the person flying it. Right. So so this was created by Boeing, um, the Hummingbird, and it was the military chose not to use this particular model, but it's a model that was created um, that the military was taken into consideration to use as, as like a spy plane. Hmm. Wow. So super cool. That not is every, super cool. Not every day that you can um, I mean, I'll look at it. That. I'll go look at it, but you I'm not going to fly We're hoping to create some cool things with paper airplanes to, oh, yeah. you know, and air, um, you know, if you're flying something and how much air pressure has to be and, and helping people understand other components of flight, but kind of the focus will be on the future of flight. And we may do some things with drones. We may do some things with the model airplane clubs. We may do some things where we Very go cool. out and do some tours at the airport. Have you ever been up in the um, control tower? Super no. cool to get to do that. That's so, awesome. That we're hoping to tie all of that into that exhibit. And because that will be done, and we still need some sponsors because we're going to have to print a lot of information and there's going to be some cost to it, but not it's not going to cost us $60,000, right. you know, like renting something that we would bring in typically. Right. It's going to be a lot of work on our, on our staff though, because we have to create it. Yeah, absolutely. But it's going to be super cool. Well, where can everybody keep up with what's happening at the science center and what's to come? Okay, well, um, we have a newsletter that we put out monthly. If you're a member, you automatically get signed up for it, but you can also access it and sign up for it, whether you're a member or not, on our website, which is catabascience.org. And so we hope you'll visit that. Um, we've got information about all of our summer camps and membership and um, other events and, and happenings, our school information. All of that is on our website as well. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Tracy, for coming in and giving us a quick update on everything happening over at the Science Center. We obviously all love it. I know McNally and I have kids that are, um, you know, big fans, big fans of the area. So thank you so much for everything you guys are doing over there. And keep us posted on all the events as they happen. I'll give you a little shout-out on here. All right, excellent. Thank excellent. you so now, much. Tracy did um, go eat lunch with us today, so hopefully you'll stick around while we wrap up our um, events and get to our famous Food review. Moose. Hey. What you got on the calendar? Well, there's a few things coming up to do in our area. Um, just, just to start from the top, uh, here at the Hickory Metro Convention Center and Visitors Bureau, um, on July 13th, uh, there's a couple really cool events going on uh, inside Pritch promotions toy shows happening so it's uh it's kind of like a little comic-con but with just with uh figurines things like that you can check out that at uh visit hickorymetro.com also the same day is the hickory bird fair so maybe you can go check out some human figures and go get some spicy bird food spicy bird food that works, is a thing works in hickory it, it does. does yeah so if you got if you have a full bird feeder and they're not coming put some spicy stuff in there they'll they'll come check it out yeah. uh at the hickory community theater right now uh, this is a mouthful. It is Ralph showing is the Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Towns Women's Guild Dramatic Society Murder Mystery, and it's running July twelfth through the t- July twenty eighth. You can check out all all the events that are coming to the Hickory Community Theater at hickorytheater.org and to check that out. 
on the internet you can find it there on that website um some other events that are happening uh the sweet leaf map festival is happening july 5th and that's going to be at the hickory motor speedway that's all things hemp and cannabis related all the cbd stuff all that good stuff you can find out at that festival and it is uh actually the weekend of july 5th 6th and 7th at the hickory motor speedway of course don't forget about all the great music stuff that's coming back to hickory in september fingers crossed for the sales to be open then and all the construction being done yes. uh the sales uh series returns in september uh september 6th 13th 20th and 27th uh every friday at six thirty downtown we're looking forward to our downtown opening back up for business not that it's not open for business now but the sales and all that good Getting stuff back too. up on the square officially That's right. yeah um yeah definitely as you mentioned though downtown's definitely open for business it is so if anybody business. wants to get up there and go shopping and stuff you know what's neat is that a lot of these businesses i've seen have these little uh sidewalk sales and mm-hmm. discounts going on because of the construction and um you know, Charlie Granger's had a line outside of it the other day. Perfect. And, you know, I, that's that's great. So definitely encourage everyone to still continue utilizing downtown. The Children's Park is a fabulous place right now with summer and the water right. features on and stuff. So anyway, very cool. And, um, of course, don't forget uh, Hickory Crawl Dads are playing all summer. Uh, you can check out all the game schedule on their website. And something – uh, that's happening at LP Friends that's not crawled out related. The, uh, the USA national team is playing Cuba on July 2nd, which is Tuesday. Uh, and man, that, that'll, that'll be great to see. That That's something fun for the area. And Very cool. make sure you take your kids out to that. We'll have this podcast out by then. If you didn't, I hope you had a great time. So, <laughs> uh, yes, McNally. USA. Then you want to do it together? USA. USA. Hello, this is Chris from the Foot Candle Film Podcast. Are you interested in promoting your business to an online audience? Your ad could be right here. Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to TheMesh.tv for details. So, uh, where do we eat today, man? So, today's adventures in food took us to the uh, Standard Oyster Company in Viewmont. We've been going fancy these last couple episodes. We break our game, breaking it. No kidding. We not because of uh, the advertisements rolling in. I mean, unless it's just you guys hogging it all. We need to get some comp lunches. We need to start. Tell you, that you up. Need somebody needs to start. <laughs> Tell us. Just, just, it just Let's takes just start with apps. I want to be invited back. Uh, all right. Sure. Well, yeah. Just when the comp lunches start. Just be. <laughs> I think I think restaurants out there should be aware that if they don't start offering some lunches for us, then we could pretty much say whatever we, we, we well, want to do. We, we have we have closed start. restaurants yes. before. Yep. We have closed two restaurants officially at this point. So yeah, I don't take responsibility for one. I I'm proud of one of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess after this podcast, I can find more yeah. closed, about that. We, we like to believe we closed down the Crazy Grill. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know if we like I mean, to believe it. I mean, there, I there's a people I'm that pretty, you know, they, hardworking tins, folks. No, they our tins have of listeners definitely thought. Oh, okay. They have a new restaurant. And then Sonny's, but we had no responsibility for that. We had no that. business no, with that Sonny's. Was just, that, was, that was just a time. They we, were just tired. We have people with pitchforks forches. Yeah. Pitchforks and torches if, you know, if we were responsible for closing down And that was our first ever review, and we gave them, that was a good review. Fantastic. Yeah. So today, Standard Oyster Company in Viewmont, next to Granny's Kitchen... Uh, down from 
Subway uh, and we Subway, cycle. Utterly Delicious, across from Dante's. You know where I'm talking about. Of course. Um, so they only have lunch on Fridays and Saturdays. So that's Correct. one reason why we're recording this on a Friday. So Friday they have lunches from 11 to 4. And uh, or Friday and Saturday. So we went and checked that out. I'd been there before for dinner. I think I've everybody's been there for been dinner. Able... Moose, you've been there before. I've been there a couple times. Okay. I'm not I've been there for, lunch, for the dollar oysters. Of course hey, she has. Hey. Yes, I have. And, 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 and special and, and happy hour, I'm sure. Yeah, I say and a few beers. <laughs> yes. So today we went there for lunch. Um, I was pretty impressed with the, the lunch menu. It, it's a specified lunch menu, but it looks very similar to a lot of the dinner offerings. So I uh, started off with the, um, you know, it was promoted to me by Mary <laughs> Margaret, but I started off with the baked oyster sampler, which... Um, came with two Rockefeller uh, baked oysters, Yum. two garlic butter baked oysters, Yum. and two pimento fried, which I've never had before. I had the other two before. Was, mm. Pimento fried, it's a you know good mix of uh, oysters and the South. And then I also <laughs> had the taco trifecta, which was smoked salmon taco, white fish taco, shrimp taco, uh, served with French fries. Yeah. Just the usual did had some French fries oh. or something on the side. Yeah, waffle fries they were. The oysters were awesome. I enjoyed every so I, Mary Margaret, thank you very much for You're that welcome. for that intro. Uh, I enjoyed all that and did not share them. <laughs> and the taco trifecta was very good. It was a little it, it the only thing I would say was lacking some sort of like salsa not salsa or you know whether it was a pineapple there was just nothing it was they were dry. They were good. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It was just missing that one little like a thing. Pico that, or something. Yeah, that, that just yeah. took it the distance for me. Yeah. But they were they were still very good, reasonably priced. Uh, you know, really enjoyed this. And, you know, I'm on a health kick, so I just had water to drink. Good for you. <laughs> Nothing to report there. I was so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Nice. My doctor, this is the, the end of week one of no soda or sweet tea. One of these days, I'm going to curb back uh, the portion control. Hey. But not today. Standard <laughs> oyster company. Not today, not standard oyster. I, I was thinking you were going to be like throwing back a shot or something. Well, I'm not I, saying I, it hasn't happened. I, I'm not I, saying it has. See, I traveled to Germany last with time, you. Last time we drank at lunch at this podcast, I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, there was oh. a, we learned our lesson. <laughs> there's, there's rules now. Yeah. Yes, we went axe throwing and drank at lunch, How's which it? meant Moose sliced his lip open I with did. an axe. It's better now. Ugh. Oh, my God. Whatever. If there's wondering just, at home, it is better now. Yes. Anyway. Well, as good as it's going to get. I know. <laughs> How dare you. Jeez. So I also had the baked oyster sampler because it's fantastic. Just the right amount because there's only six of them. And um, I love oysters. So I figured if I'm going to go with lunch, let's get the baked um, and play that safe. Uh, then I also had a... A small a side salad portion of kale salad. And then I had a cup of the crab bisque, which I loved. <laughs> that crab bisque was good. It was super, super homemade. Like you could tell. You know, nice little chunks of crab in there, but the broth was was very thin and it was good. Did it taste um, like Granny made it? Get it. We get it. <laughs> Um, no, you know, it just reminds me because my, my dad, um, like what I think most dads I've heard of, my dad's really good at making breakfast. Okay. Breakfast, uh, was always his meal. But the one thing he made whenever my mom was out of town is that he would ask her to buy at the store, the stuff for oyster stew. 
And that's what he made was homemade oyster stew. And I grew up eating that. Anytime my mom was gone, that's what I knew we were having. And this tasted like that the way it was made, that consistency and freshness. And it was just really good. This was just crab bisque. So highly recommend that. Um, yeah, and the, the kale salad was nice. I, too, had water. Thumbs up to health. Thank you. Health and wellness, y'all. It's the future of the Science Center in that exhibit area I was talking about. <laughs> exactly. Right, yes. See, we're already prepping for it. They're <laughs> getting ready. Moose, what do you have? Well, I went the uh, pick three option. They On the menu, you could uh, there's a couple different things you can do. Uh, this option, I've got it up. The, uh, the options are pick two for seven bucks, pick three for $11, and your choices are garden salad, kale salad, kale slaw, shrimp taco, fish taco, half a quesadilla, red potatoes, grit cakes, or a cup of the delicious soup Mary Margaret was talking about. So I went with the shrimp taco, fish taco, and the grit cakes. All three were great. Um, that little sparse on the protein, but you expect that for a taco at lunch. You know, yeah, a couple, I agree. Like I two, agree. Sh- two shrimp on the taco, a little piece of fish on the on the fish taco. But, so. you know, the tacos weren't the biggest. I mean, if you were really, you know, housing it, it'd be at least three bites. So that means... It was tough. I agree. Right. You're lacking the grit cakes. The grit cakes made up for it, it because good. it was huge. Like yeah. it was a very big portion. You know, two two big grit cakes stacked up on top of one another with this. Say it for me. Rumelade. The rumelade sauce. Yeah. Um, it, it it was fantastic. Um, you know, the very, real good price point for lunch. I thought. You know, Absolutely. you get a bunch of food for you know, you know, less than fifteen dollars. So I uh, big big fan of that. Uh, the decor in that place is, is fantastic. The it, the the bar is like almost like a Z type shape. So right, yeah, I, I thought what it was you, cool. What did you have to eat, Tracy? Um, oh, I also went with the pick three. And so just like following um, Mary Margaret's uh, looking at that crab bisque, oh, my God, it was delicious. So good. It was so good. And there was, like, lots of little small chunks of crab in it, and it was delicate mm-hmm. and buttery and creamy. Um, I don't think it was a Weight Watcher type. Um, we had water, Tracy. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to be so good. Um, but, oh, my God, it was, I, I could have eaten probably three bowls of that. Yeah. Um, it was delicious. Like, I'll think about it again yeah. and, want, and want it again. Yes. Um, I also had the kale salad, and it was really good. It had lots of, um, I think there was edamame in it. Mm-hmm. There were sunflower other seeds. lentils and sunflower seeds, and it was really, really good. I'm not sure if it was a raspberry vinaigrette on it. Was. I think so. Um, and then I had the fish taco, and I really liked the fish taco, but until... McNally over here mentioned that there should have been a little pica de gallo in there or something. I was like, that's what it was missing. Stick with I agree. me, kid. I, listen, <laughs> I, I like eating out with McNally. We've had some times together. Is, and, we so, do too. This yeah. is the guy that he'll navigate I know us. Through. You don't get to look like this. With, it's in my first radio. <laughs> so anyway. This body wasn't put my water. Um, I, I also had water. I didn't know what the protocol was, and I was watching what everyone else was doing, and they were all having water, so I thought, well, you know. Gotta save it for five o'clock, Tracy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work week. <laughs> it's Friday. I leave on vacation after the podcast. Ooh, that's true. It is so can we so can we discuss two things? One, the decor. Yeah. Um, which Sorry, Moose was talking about you did. And two was is the fact that this stuff's so much better when they you get their cocktails involved because their cocktails are fantastic. I mean I it's cool because they I mean I think part of that is just the the way the restaurants laid out with I mean, everything is the bar, 
So, you know, the, the staff's great, seating. but it's a community seating at the bar, and it's a pretty but very decently comfortable. stocked very bar. Very comfortable. Yeah, I agree. And, and like Moose is saying, it's whether it's that, that Z-E-shaped where everybody can kind of sit around, you know, talk to the people you're with, but you're also communal. You're sitting next to, to strangers, or unless you're Tracy, and then there is no such thing as a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think all of that blends into itself. I mean, I, I didn't even know this was open for lunch until Moose looked this up for a possibility for us to to do this. So it's definitely in the evenings. It's got a pretty good crowd. Mm-hmm. They typically have uh, live music there yeah, on Thursday nights, I believe. Yeah. Yep. They have they have a different special every day. Um, you can have that up on the chalkboard up there. They list the oyster locations, where they're from, and then what to expect whenever you get that oyster. Like today, I pointed out to Moose that there was one that was large and salty. That's how they right. described I'll it. I'll be the judge of well, that. Well, large and salty. All right. Well, and they do have dollar oysters. Yes. So there are specials two. from 12 to 2. And so you can go in, and what's amazing, just like tasting beer or tasting wine or tasting different categories, there's dramatic differences in the tastes. And what's funny is the way they describe it's pretty accurate. Yeah. There's um, one that was clean and salty and then large and salty. And there's another that was small and salty. Interesting. So that's like my kind of Well, and they're from different sides of the, the coast and different yes. areas. And like um, farm it's, it's, versus, yes. you know, going out. The, the, yeah. the trouble is that if you are drinking their cocktails and beers while you're eating those dollar oysters, all of a sudden you're, you want to get even more you adventurous. You go one for one? Yeah. Well, and then, <laughs> you know, go one for one, no. <laughs> oh, but, okay, sorry. No, but you, um, all of a sudden you can sit there for two hours and rack up quite a bill. You got to be careful. Well, it's, it's a fun communal way to eat, yes, too. I mean, yes, I love going really out fun. and eating oysters. And they do have, you know, for the rest of the menu, they have a, a, a pretty expensive or extensive raw bar with oysters, uh, clams, shrimp, ceviche, uh, you know, shellfish chowder, say that three times fast. Uh, they have steamed shellfish, uh, soups and salads, quesadilla. I mean, it's, it's a pretty good lunch menu for, for not being their full dinner menu. It, yeah. It's, it is still pretty extensive. Yeah. Very good. And I thought it was great prices as yeah. most mentioned. Yeah. So for a lunch date at a, at a fancy place, you That's know right. the yeah. seafood is always so fresh. Though it's so nice, you can see it back there on ice. Like it's it's fantastic. Right. All right, McNally. Let's let's give it a rating. Um, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Okay. It probably could have gone a little higher if the the tacos were just missing that. Whether that was an extra shrimp or a little like a sauce or a pico or something, but eight out of ten is very good. And I've been there before for dinner and had. You know the um, whatever they call it, the low country boil with you know with all the different the sausage, the oysters, the you know. So I've been there before and enjoyed that the fresh seafood aspect. Fantastic! I give it eight point five out of ten. Hmm. Any reason for uh, rear score? I I know that everybody enjoys the concept of that community seating, but I do think that it limits your your crowd that you go with. Yeah. You know, um, whether it be number of people or whether it be the the type of people you're going with. You know, it is. You, if you want to talk to the people that you're there with, you have to find a corner. You have to find right? a corner, That's and true. don't do it on live music night. That's tough. That's right. Yeah. It's super tough. Sure. And so I do feel like. While that is kind of a cool, trendy thing to do, there's still not as much. You just have to think about it a little bit more if you're mm-hmm. going there with a group. Um, 
I liked their lunch. Um, and you know, I thought the, the food was great. Um, I just, I wish the atmosphere was a little bit more friendlier, uh, or a little friendlier to the masses. Right. So in other words, so you just can't take a party of like eight or something like that. Well, it's not even that. It's like, you know, this is not the type of place that you can take a client maybe. Right. Um, because Mm -hmm. it is a very, or that's my opinion at least, you know. Well, you'd be sitting next to people. That's right. It's a new person maybe, or maybe it's a, another couple that you've just recently become friends with. It's really much more of an intimate friendship type place. I feel like. Oh, for sure. It might be like a first date type place. Right. You've got to be there with people that you already know and can talk over and can reach over or anything else. You know, Mm -hmm. we sat moose Tracy and then Tracy was on the corner. Then McNally was on the other part of the corner and then me. And, you know, moose and I were kind of talking catty corner, but it's, Hard to always You couldn't have had hear. another person there and no. talk. No, you couldn't have gone deeper. I also think if you have children. So, like, you know how with your kids, especially when they're young, you want to sock them into the booth That's where right. you got control and you, you know, you, you, they, they can't <laughs> the get out. On them. They can't get out and you can yes. poke them if they're doing something. Because of the way that seating is, if they're further down and not... Not in the range yes. to reel in. Plus, they could also then be in other people's conversations. That's right. Yeah. So, and everything's high top um, on metal chairs, which I know sometimes is just not as comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, it's just no. not. Yeah. You know, but the food's fantastic. You know, and it's it is. I think it's a great date night. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. date night, and in a, like a group of four, like two couples, double date type thing. That's a Way it's a wonderful yeah. place for that. Yeah, and I, I also think it's different. That's yeah. that's what makes it cool. Yes. Is mm-hmm. it's it's not the same kind of a restaurant that Absolutely. you're just typically used to going to. Right. That's correct. My turn to rate, huh? Yeah, uh, I give it a, a solid five point seven out of seven. Seriously? So yeah. So in in do it. It's like eighty five or something like that. Eighty two. Can't do math. Yeah, sure. Why, why the five points? I don't know. I will. I, I think that there need to be more protein on the tacos. Yes. eighty-one point four. Yeah. So I mean, it's like just over your your, your eight point something. Five. Um, it, I, I like the way that the bar set up. I really do. I, I like the I, I like the date night atmosphere. It's 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 a great setup. It's a great little spot for for Viewmont. You know, tucked away into a strip mall, you'd have never thunk that that would have ever been there if you if you didn't know any wiser. So we're it's a I'm going to go back. I'll go back for lunch. Uh, I thought the pick three deal that, that Tracy and I both got today were yeah, was that's a good very, a good very for the money. It's, it's, it's where it's at. Tracy. I go 7.5. And the reason is I didn't get involved in the oysters, which look like superstars on that sampler. Mm-hmm. I also love raw oysters mm-hmm. and I'm traveling at 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, maybe I Take shouldn't, um, yeah, be sucking down oysters with uh, hot sauce and yes. horseradish. Yep. And, and so oysters thought, always go better with cocktails well, and, and beers, a beer. Right? You gotta, you gotta have gotta. a beer with it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I think for lunch though, um, portions for even the three are small comparative to portions in, uh, many restaurants in our area. Agreed. Um, I think there could have been a little pick of the gallo, maybe a little bit more fish on the fish taco. Um, now that, cra- that crab bisque though. Fantastic. And winner. Fantastic winner. Yeah. So enjoyed it very much. Awesome. Great. 
Well, I think it's a, a definite plus from all of us that, that Hickory has the Standard Oyster Company. Again, we encourage you to go check that out over in Viewmont in the strip mall where Granny's is. In fact, they share a kitchen. They do. It's the same folks. Same family. One's the older part of the family. One's the younger part of the family. You, is good you figure too, out which one. Granny's is legit. <laughs> I love me some Granny's. Granny's is legit. I do love Granny's. All right, guys. We did it again. Here we go. Another whole episode under our belts. Um, guys got anything else to add? Yeah. I want to thank the, the boys from Rigid AV back there. Hey, They're demoing hey. some new podcasting Rigid equipment. Rigid AV. Yeah. You can check them out on, on social media and their website and all that good stuff. If you need any audio visual needs, they will help you out with them for and sure. That's probably why we sound so crisp and, and just, pretty. Do I, does, it, does it make me sound better? Mm. Thumbs up from the control room. Thumbs up, whatever. We'll we'll see. We'll be the judge. We get to hear you in there. They get to hear through filters. That probably helps. That's right. All right. So um, we're gonna get going and hopefully see you guys the the rest of the summer enjoying some of our episodes. But if you are not. Uh, familiar with all the other episodes that The Mesh has to offer, please go check out TheMesh.TV, which is our website, which you can find any of the shows and all the episodes. Then also on social media, Facebook, Instagram. We keep those up to date to let you know what's happening and show you some behind-the-scenes photos and videos and whatnot That's as right. well. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Subscribe, like us, share us, everything. If you are... Um, someone in the area that wants to give a recommendation of a restaurant we should eat at or a location that we should go because uh, we also do experience visits then you can shoot us a message on one of those avenues or give us a call at 828-619-0048 alright until next time say goodbye boys goodbye boys love where you live Mary Margaret You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.